Whoa, 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 what's going on, everybody? Rambling Viking back at it again this week. Hope you enjoyed uh, my analysis of the Dumpster Fire Festival, as I like to call it. But new week, new podcast. So first and foremost, um, something totally random that I've always done, but I finally came up with like a a term and then and then some <laughs> kind of ridiculous reasoning for it. Um, but it's something I call the flank or support water. And it's basically what way to do it all restaurants. So depending, um, there is, there is an asterisk asterisk next to that. Um, but I was at a restaurant with friends and it was a place that like their specialty was lemonade. And so we all looked at lemonades and I love lemonade. And so we get, we're all like, yeah, let's get a lemonade. Boom, boom, boom. We all get a lemonade. And she comes up to me and she's like, I right, order my lemonade and say, can I get a water too um, as well? Because just for me personally, I, I drink a lot. Um, and so even if I don't get like a lemonade, I generally, when I can, I'll ask for two waters. Um, otherwise, I've run into the situation many times when my server isn't attentive enough to my water needs where I get my food and my water is totally empty um, and it's already been refilled once. And the way I eat, I really, I, need, I like to have a liquid to wash down my food and uh, clean, uh, cleanse out my palate. But really what this comes back to is you get, you get the flavor drink to enjoy the flavor drink. Generally, I like to see how the flavor drink interacts with my, my meal and complements my meal. However, I instinctually, naturally drink a lot. And if it's like if I have a cup of whatever in front of me, I'm going to instinctually be like, oh, there's – I don't know why I always kind of see it as a challenge. But I'm like, oh, there's something there. I got to gotta drink it. Got to keep it going. But like I just take big drinks and uh, we'll sit there and just chug away basically. And the predicament I run into then is by the time that my food gets out, I'm really low on liquid and it's either I have to – ration it off throughout the meal which i don't like to do as you can tell or i have to get a refill and being frugal now some people come back to me and say it's only a couple bucks only a couple bucks but um usually places when they have like special like they specialize in something like that it's not going to be just like free refills or bottomless or if it is you're going to pay four or five bucks ahead of time and in that case i'm just going to chug through as many as i can to get my money's worth but in the case where you and so that's that asterisk situation i was talking about where it's like that's that situation is is kind of a one-off um kind of on its own there an outlier because in general um you know costs to to get yourself a refill so uh they all they're like getting a water too. And I was like, yeah, sitting there. And this was totally like off the top of my head. I was just like, yeah, it's flank water. So basically how it works is you get said drink. You want to enjoy drink with meal, uh, the flavored drink, but you're also frugal, AKA cheap, uh, like me. And you're like, I don't want to sit here and have to get three refills. And that's like almost 10 bucks just on my drink alone. Um, but I still, um, because I naturally, uh, there's liquid in front of me. I'm a naturally thirsty person, like to stay hydrated. And so I will chug it away while we wait for our food. So what you do is how you can ration it out and game plan because you know yourself so well in this instance, what you do is you get a flank water or a support water. What the support water does for you, it allows you to fulfill that need 
that hydration need of like you have something in front of you. Like I'm going to, I'm continually be drinking, taking big gulps and taking a lot of liquid, even though my food's not here without having to gouge my wallet just on refills. So you get this water. So it's like, all right, cool. I can enjoy some of this lemonade or whatever the drink is that, you know, costs and costs for refills. And it's like, yeah, so I can drink a little bit of that, get the flavor, you know, get the enjoyment out of it. But then it's like, all right, if I just need, just need liquid. And I'm not sitting there analyzing every urge. It's like, let's just drink a little bit of that. Um, and then I'll drink it down to a, you know, not very much because I want to save it for my meal. And then, so after I get it, you know, my initial taste, it's like, all right, flank water, you're my go-to now. You are my support water. You're going to support me, support my thirst until said food comes out. And then boom, back to the lemonade. And also on just a, a very, so that's, that's the main reason. That's the, that's the breakdown of what a flank and support water is. Um, and I kind of broke it down, not that eloquently in the moment because I just like thought of that term and never really had to explain this out, but they asked. And so I kind of explained it. Well, then everybody ended up getting a flank water. <laughs> um, one, one of the people, there was four of us, one of the people, uh, my buddy, he said he ended up, you know, flank water was a, was a no go for him. He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't do this nonsense. I just want to enjoy the lemonade I'll just drink it, get a refill, whatever. And I was like, that's fair. It's not for everybody. I'm not saying this is how you should do it. This works for me and it might work for some of you, but it's not a one, one size fits all here. You know, different strokes for different folks. That's just my little quirky, uh, thing of the day. Uh, something that I do. And as you can tell, uh, most people would agree probably that I overthink, um, random small things like that and come up with the, the ridiculous concept of a flank water. Uh, <laughs> But there you go. Hey, it might save you a few bucks on refills if you're like me and uh, while you still get to enjoy it. But uh, like a like a small aside, like a side benefit of this, it's a bonus benefit uh, is for me. I don't know. Sometimes the water, what it can do is it kind of it kind of cleans the palate, kind of freshens it up, you know, so it'll 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 give me some good hydration because, you know, some drinks like especially some pops and sodas can like dry out your mouth a little bit or, or make you more thirsty. It's like you get the water, it refreshes you. And then it, it kind of resets things ready to go like ground zero. So then it's like, it's like the first drink all over again. When you go back to whatever that other drink is your main drink, your headliner drink is, um, but yeah, it's flank support water. Um, feel free to at me on Twitter, um, at rambling Viking, son of a gun computer, put my phone on silent. Forgot to put. Per, uh, forgot to put my computer on silent. I apologize, but yeah, hit me up uh, at Rambling Viking on on Twitter or comment anywhere on wherever you're listening on, on the podcast or go to Anchor and you can comment on my page there, um, or you can at uh, you can email uh, the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. Send me an email on your thoughts of a flank slash support water and whether i'm ridiculously stupid and that kind of um but either way i just hope you enjoyed it whether you were laughing at the stupidity and ridiculousness of it or you were like hey you know that's actually kind of neat well i'm not going to ramble too much longer on that we're going to move on to actually kind of the meat of the podcast Uh, today i was actually kind of struggling to like work get 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 to a concept you know because uh i'm familiar with like the bill burr 
Monday morning podcast and that style of podcast. And, and, and I like it because he just kind of goes over whatever. Um, but I also like to kind of generally, since mine are, you know, just quick little 30 minutes or so, I like to... I like to kind of have one main topic. Maybe I hit on a couple side things, but have kind of one thing to break down. So it's something. So you, so it's not just an episode of like, oh, here's a bunch of randomness because I'm no Bill Burr. I'm not a comedian who like just my thought process sits there and cracks people up. And while I'm kind of witty and stuff in the moment, it's usually in live conversation and it's not just me talking. So, uh, but I kind of landed on what I landed on today was. Um, even though I talked about turning the tables on diet a few episodes ago, this one is going to be a totally different perspective and just more of a generalized thought process towards diet and eating. Um, and it's really mainly been insights that I've found out, um, that I've come across from the fitness guru, or I don't like to call him a guru cause he's not like a guru. He's just like a, he's, he's just like a fitness encyclopedia and health and wellness encyclopedia um ben greenfield though and if you're not familiar with him go check out his website it's like ben greenfield fitness.com or something like that you can just google him but basically the dude is super smart and he just started out as like an independent blogger but he he does so much research and legwork that all his his blog posts will cover every single thing that you might need to know on whatever topic you're searching and then he also just has a lot of um, what you would call or a lot of people like to call biohacks. And it's actually really, really interesting. And the most recent one that most re- recent, um, if you want to call dietary um, dietary piece of dietary knowledge that, that he unveiled to me was about salt. Um and it specifically, it was about how our common table salt, like how it gets to that point and how there's a difference between like iodized, refined, processed, regular like salt you buy at the store or any restaurant. And then what he would call, and I like to call actual salt is or natural salt. And it was really, really eye opening. And I've actually kind of tried it out for myself and got some and it, and like, there's a difference. So if you don't know, I'm going to break it down for you. Basically, common salt um, is treated. It's treated a lot. So when it's originally harvested, salt is not that like pure white, that super white, you know, super, I guess you wouldn't call it pure, like, but like that snow white that we know. It's like, oh, yeah, that's salt. So that's actually been bleached. Um, natural salt is uh, more of an off-white, even some, even almost like a little like a grayish white in a lot of ways. Basically, it's kind of cloudy. And then also, it's not. Um, I don't know how to put this. I, I still can't figure out the right verbiage for this. But basically, you know how salt is very. Uh, what I would say is like is a, is like flaky. Like it's not like it doesn't stick to itself. Like it it very it just goes everywhere and spreads apart. Um, that is actually due to what they would call anti-caking agents that they also treat the salt with. So basically they do two things. I mean, they grind it down, but then they put anti-caking agents on it and that helps with shelf life, which, you know, it's, that's kind of one of those deals. It's like, oh, our salt will last forever, but at the same time it has these anti-caking agents, which have um, trace heavy metals in them. So like one is uh, ferrocyanide or something like that. And yeah, I said the word cyanide. So um, there's also like, 
in these in these terms for these anti-caking some of these anti-caking agents it's not over like not only like metallic terms but it's also like poison terms like cyanide and you're like wait a minute but it's um basically they have to it's just a trace of like it's very 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 small amounts of that but nonetheless very even very small amounts of that i mean like it, it's not gonna like sit there and kill you because we've all been eating the same salt for i don't know how many years but it's still not good for you overall but so there, there's that and then they then they'll use things like chlorine or something like some sort of chlorine solution to bleach the salt white because that's more appealing so they don't want the salt to to be because they want it to shake out of the shaker easy they don't want it to be clumpy they don't want it to be damp and stick together stick to itself and that's because that could be really hard to deal with and manage um or you know annoying you just have to shake it harder and have more kind of like the um have more finesse kind of like the uh glass ketchup bottles that are so out of date, but oh my gosh, it's vintage. Look at it. It's vintage. Oh, I love just a vintage ketchup. You know, it's so classic back to the 1950s. It's like eating eating uh, your fries with a time machine. You, you know, your ketchup is coming and it, and it feels more natural and raw and and, and naturally sourced and, you know, f- made with fresh ingredients. It's not totally processed and refined. Yeah, all that is is a novelty. All that is is a novelty, absolutely ridiculous, um, and it's stupid. You guys sit there and you're spanking a glass bottle, looking like an idiot to get two tiny, tiny dollops of <laughs> of ketchup. But that's a little sidetrack, anyways. But you know, ideally, when you like to say shake the salt, salt shaker, <laughs> shake your salt shaker, shake your shake your shake your salt shaker. Um, you want it to come out, so you want it to come out relatively easily, and I guess. Uh, it's not like super damp, like it's not like moist and bleh, but like natural salt d- d- is almost has like a dampness to it and kind of sticks to itself a little bit. It's a little bit more sticky. Um, so those are the, that that's kind of the qualities, like as far as the the that you can get from the visual aspect of things. And now you say, okay, that's all well and good, but like, what does that have to do with the the dietary benefit of salt? So that's the next next part of it, right? Salt naturally, um, in its in its in its raw form, more raw form, has uh, lots of trace minerals in it, and actually uh, has a more full flavor. So yes, it is that you know it, it still tastes salty, like what salt tastes like. But it, there, there's, there's just more, there's a more boldness to it, more fullness to it. Like there's more nuance in the flavor. It's not just like, okay, this now tastes salty. Like we would know it. It's like, wow, this tastes salty, but it, like, it's a seasoned salt. Ooh, I know seasoning salt, whatever. But, and this just raw, raw salt. So, um, and then of course it doesn't have the, the heavy the traces of heavy metals. And then also the anti, the, uh, the the bleaching agents that have uh, made it pure white which none of those so these chemicals they use to help it visually to help it for the shelf life and kind of the practical use of it but ultimately is actually kind of detrimental to your health because not only like those those trace heavy metals and things aren't good in your system but they're but also doing that process kills off all those trace minerals all of them. So then it, so then it loses any additional benefit besides just, you know, your sodium intake. Um, it loses. And then it also takes away that, that, that fullness of flavor. And, um, 
and this is all on Ben Greenfield fitness article. And if you want to see like the in-depth stuff, um, I'll see if I can link to it on the episode, but you want to see like the in, in-depth, uh, analysis and his breakdown. So there's kind of two, it's like, uh, it's just talking about salt in general, but then it's like, uh, table salt versus sea salt and like, or how much better is sea salt for, you know, for you is your salt killing you. So there's kind of two articles, but if you search Ben, Ben Greenfield salt or Ben Greenfield sea salt, you can read the full article. And I mean, like his articles aren't like, Oh, it's a quick two minute read and a summary synopsis. No, it'll take you 10 to 15 minutes to read through everything, but you will know the entire story and have the entire picture by the end of it. So that's why I really appreciate about him is he even breaks it down and even though you may not understand it, and I kind of partially only partially understand some of it, some of it sometimes, it's he gives you the full like all the way down to the cellular level, the science within it, and like all right, this is binding to this, and this is what it does in your cells, yada yada yada. And uh, on a general note with it too, um, he hits on that's not necessarily just like sodium levels as a marker as a health marker by themselves actually isn't that um isn't that telling like it's there it's actually not really the link there but actually what you need to look at is your sodium to potassium ratio are you because they interact with each other i don't remember how but basically it's not it's been oversimplified to say like you need to watch your sodium and part of the problem is is that all this processed food and fast food that we eat is just jam-packed full of sodium so yeah you're taking in to what would be too much sodium but really what you're doing is you're just putting that potassium sodium balance out of whack. But that was just, that's a, just a general, uh, sodium note. So yes, just reducing your sodium can be good, but also just managing your sodium and potassium intake and making sure that ratio is where it should be. And I don't remember the ratio number off the top of my head. I apologize, but I can tell you right now, Ben Greenfield will have it all. And you can usually skim through the article and like, he does a good job. Like you can kind of find just the bullet points and just the headers and read, I'm read this section or this paragraph and uh, just kind of cherry pick a little bit, which won't give you the whole story, but it's like, you don't have the time um, or you just needed one of these, little facts that I'm missing, then you could do that. But kind of back, back, back to, back to the conversation at hand. So those, the, that, that's kind of the difference differences between like common table salt and then, um, what I call natural salt. And now what we've seen, we've seen a huge surge of sea salt, coarse sea salt, kosher salt. And, you know, we have Himalayan pink salt, all different, all different kinds of all the salt. And so, you know, I, I think it's it's a push in the right direction. However, he does warn that it's you need to examine it for yourself. And that's kind of why that's, that's why he gives you those those physical descriptors that you can look for and those those attributes that you can that you can look for in the salt and 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 know, OK, while this is sea salt, it has been bleached or it may have some anti caking. And now you can look for. Like, for instance, the salt that I bought, which is Celtic sea salt, which apparently this was on a recent podcast on Joe Rogan where Ben Greenfield was there. He said that um, apparently this was something new to him, but the the salt that had the most amount of like trace minerals and was actually kind of the most, I guess, full bodied was Celtic sea salt. And I was like, huh, interesting. So that's actually why I made, I made the move and got some Celtic sea salt and I love it, but I'll, I'll break it down more in a minute. Anyways. But even even if, even though it may say sea salt or 
um, you know, kosher or something like that, you should still look at the salt itself and look for, all right, is it like a pure, very clean white? And then is it, is it, um, so you look at the color, but then, you know, you can kind of like move it around the tube and see like, you know, it, it's hard to tell on the clumping one, but the, but the whiteness one is, is more, but for, as far as like the anti-caking, you can look and it'll say anti-caking agents, or you can look on the, on the ingredients and see what's in there and kind of, you can, you can look for them. And if you, I mean, if you want to go to Ben Greenfield's article, he can tell you what those exact agents are, but you can just Google anti-salt, anti-caking agents, and you can look for those. But like, for instance, the salt that I got on it, it says no anti-caking agents used and like totally natural. And when you actually look at it, you can see, A, it's not in these perfect little round um, granules that are really tiny. It's actually almost like bigger flakes that are all kind of, it's not all uniform. Basically, they're not all like, oh, it's all uniform granules. And so it's not super ground up. It's kind of in bigger chunks and flakes. But then it also is this kind of off-white, grayish white color. And, um, thirdly, so that's, that's kind of the eyeball test you can do at the store. Um, and he does say that, uh, salt, be more wary of like, if it comes in a tube, there's a good chance that there are anti-caking agents used and that because for whatever reason, I don't know, something about being in a tube and it, instead of like a sealed bag, I don't know. But that's just what he said. Mine isn't a tube and it's totally Gucci. So, but I got off mine off Amazon and get mine from the store, but that's something you can, you can kind of, uh, that's just a, a little fun fact about like the new diet or biohack, which I don't even think it's really a hack. I mean, it's just an expansion upon the general idea of like, Hey, trying to do less processed and more natural, you know, how, how our ancestors did it before all this processing of food and things like that to get to this point where we're at. But like, I don't know about you, but for me, just the fact that I was like, hold on. So salt as I know it is almost a lie. Like it's not, it's kind of like the whole Photoshop magazine thing. Like, wait a minute, that's not actually what she looks like. Her neck was elongated and all these different Photoshop touch-ups were, were to make her look like this doll, this human doll, but she actually looks like this in person. That's almost what this was like for me. I was like, wait a minute. Like it kind of shook my world. But then I, I looked through it and I was like, you know what? Let's test it out. Screw it. And now I have like seven different kinds of salt, but I have every different kind of salt for whatever I need it for. But I got this salt and let me tell you, there is a difference. I know the flavor profile was kind of weird to describe and I can't really, it's not like you can just get a handful and be like, oh yeah, it's totally different than salt, but like putting it on your food. So usually, you know, put salt, maybe some pepper and then maybe some other seasoning or you do the pre-season something. Um, but like, for instance, when I just cooked some meat or whatever, or even just all my food, actually what I'll do. And, and this was once again, coming from Ben Greenfield. So I can't sit there and act like I'm doing this all really. I'm just, I'm just kind of synopsising what I've learned from him, but all he does is salt his stuff, but he uses this salt. He gets some like Aztec salt made in Mexico. Um, I just went with my, I, I couldn't find the exact one he was using. The page it linked to was down or gone. So I just went to Amazon and looked it up and well, cause he also recently said Celtic was apparently really good. So went for Celtic. Um, but I put it on my food and just the salt and it was like, okay, I got my saltiness, but then like, there's more to this. 
like wow it actually adds a whole like it's very dynamic in the flavoring like it's versatile and i don't think i've ever said versatile i always say versatile where did that come from you know when you just decide to say a word a different way but you really don't decide it just kind of comes out your mouth different i think it flowed better with the paragraph but the flavor is just it's just so much different i can't describe it i would say just go just go to the store or and see if you can find some sort of like unrefined not with anti-caking not with not been bleached or iodized salt and see what and just try it out for yourself um when I've had this conversation with some people like, oh yeah, I like the pink Himalayan salt. And I was like, I, as far as I know, the pink Himalayan salt is totally good. Like keep work, keep rocking with that. Um, I haven't looked at, looked on the bottle or anything. Cause I usually would get the grinder one and to see like, okay, is it, you know, is there anti-caking or is there coloring agents on this? And, and I can't speak for it. I'm as far as I know, pink Himalayan, absolutely great. But like, just common things that are like labeled sea salt, you may want to check out. You'll be like, hold on, this is sea salt, but have you still done your other stuff to it? So then it's really just my table salt all over again and just in a slightly different form and, and container. So that's, that's, that's what I've learned recently. That's been my salt revelation. Um, it actually kind of really totally changed things around, but it just continually like continues the thought of like how much we don't know, how far removed we are from like natural processes and, 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 and how processed everything is that we eat and how it actually has affected our diet where it's like, okay, salt's not like super bad for you. I mean, and granted, Ben Greenfield was like a, an, like an endurance athlete and like working out a bunch, but he was taking like three times the recommended dose of salt, but he was also in taking potassium and he was doing this natural salt, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't see, he didn't see like detrimental uh, health markers. Now for average person, it's just more like, okay, you can take the recommended and maybe even more than that. But if you're getting the right kind of salt, the more natural salt, it's actually what your body is needing and expecting. You're not getting these traces of these other things, these other chemicals that are actually detrimental to you. And then it actually, um, I think my salt even has like potassium in it a little bit, but it actually is, is, is healthy for you because you do need sodium and you, you do want that in, a, in your diet. But that was, uh, that's just my little breakdown of really what I learned. So it's really a secondhand breakdown once again, of uh, Ben Greenfield, but I figured figured I'd share that little new uh, newfound information about salt and how I've switched up my game around it. And I'm actually I'm I'm glad for it. Like everything tastes better because of it. So I'm enjoying it. But that's where I'm gonna close it out today. Hope you guys um, enjoyed this podcast. Uh, let me know if you decide to try out a flank flank water. Um, or if you decide to jump on and try some of this salt, if you aren't already using like pink Himalayan, which I was using, but I was like, well, let's try this Celtic. Um, you can go find it on Amazon. It's this same brand. You can get it in a bag or a tube. I got it in the tube and it's a okay. Like it freaked me out when he was like, don't, cause I took it at a, he was like, be wary of what's in a tube. And my mind heard nothing in a tube. And I was like, oh crap, it's in a tube. It's in a tube. It came in and I was so nervous. I was like, it's in a tube. It's in a tube. And but then they're like, no, 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 no anti-caking, no bleaching. And I was like, okay, cool. So freaked out a little bit for nothing. Mine went kind of overboard. One of those, you know, like our mind likes to take something and just sprint as far and as fast with it as, as it can. But 
That's it for today. Uh, let me know your thoughts if you decide to try out this salt experiment or if you have some information, if you've done the same research and maybe there's something I said wrong or misspoke on, whatever uh, whatever, whatever is uh, on your mind about this, if anything at all, feel free to um, hit me up on Twitter uh, at Rambling Viking or um, just shoot me, you can shoot me an email at the Rambling Viking, or dadgummit, the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. And, uh, those, those are where, that's where you can hit me up or you can just, um, review and comment and leave your thoughts on this episode specifically in, uh, whatever your platform is that you listen to or my page on anchor. But I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for this half hour. Hope you enjoyed it and, uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week. Peace out.